0: Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. You know, when the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Hebrews, he wrote these amazing words about a time to come. Hebrews chapter 12, and I'm beginning to read out of verse 25 tonight before we go to our main text. Our main text, we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 9. If you have your Bibles there on the couch or wherever you find yourself tonight, grab your Bibles. And the Apostle Paul wrote in chapter 12, verse 25, he says, See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more we shall not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice shook the earth, but now has promised saying yet once more i will shake not only the earth but also the heavens now this yet once more indicates the removal the removal of those things that are being shaken as the things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain see the emphasis there see why god is shaking so that the wicked kingdoms of this earth crumble to ashes that he may d- show forth his loving kindness and his glory to the nations and reveal the kingdom of God which cannot be shaken. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptedly in reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd like you to go tonight to the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 9. So we'll see how the winds of God blow us this evening. We'll see how the Holy Spirit directs tonight. Matthew chapter 9. Well, we just thank you that we are your church. Hallelujah. We are your church. We are your ecclesia. We are the embassy of heaven. We are the embassy of heaven that builds your throne, Father, that establishes your seat of authority, God, that is expanding your kingdom throughout the earth. It is an unstoppable power. Hallelujah. It is an unquenchable fire. Are you with me right here, church? You mighty ones. Glory. Lord, we thank you that we are not retreating tonight, God. We thank you that we are not afraid, God. We thank you that by your spirit we are not becoming cowards, God. But we will arise in authority and power, God. In boldness, bringing forth your signs and wonders to the earth. Your healing divine power and salvation to the nations. Glory. God, we thank you that we're seizing this hour with boldness. We're seizing this hour with boldness to serve others. To seek to rebuild and serve lives tonight in Jesus' name. And Lord, your spirit is imparting hope right now. We have been praying here at Victory that hope will spread like a wildfire across America. Amen. From the Carolinas to California, that hope will spread like a wildfire. Uncontrollably, unstoppable, hope will spread. Say it tonight. Just declare it wherever you're at. Hope spread. Hope spread. Be released like a wildfire. From the Carolinas to California, we lose hope in Jesus' name. Glory, glory. As we look to the scriptures tonight, we're in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. It says, and then Jesus went about all the cities and the villages. And he was teaching in the synagogues and he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was healing every sickness and disease. Hallelujah. Hallelujah among the people. And when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them. For they were weary and they were scattered. Don't miss that word tonight. They were weary and they were scattered. We see that even now tonight. Like sheep having no shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful But the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Don't miss that tonight. Pray that the Lord of the harvest will send out or thrust out laborers into the harvest. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, notice this. He gave them power. Say it tonight, power. Say it, power. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal all kinds of, dis- of sickness, to heal all kinds of diseases. I want you to see what the manifestation of the kingdom looks like. It is the revealing of power from on high of driving out every sickness and disease. Why don't you jump a page and just look at verse 7 and verse 8 if you're there. He says, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Now freely give. Wow. Wow. I'm going to preach my way tonight and work my way to this powerful text that Jesus gives us authority in this hour as sons and daughters of God. This is our inheritance. This is our inheritance, authority and power over all the works of the devil. Over all the works of the devil. All, over all the torment, sickness and disease, affliction, pain, that the enemy inflicts poverty, this is our inheritance, victory and triumph over it. Hallelujah. You know, I want to say tonight, and I don't know who is with us this evening, I know who is with us right here, and I'm thankful for our family. I know our family is all over tonight. But I want to speak tonight that this is no time to be lazy. Can I get an amen? This is no time to be lazy. This is no time to be aloof. This is no time to be uh, disconnected and grow spiritually fat. Can you receive this tonight? Are you going to be bold tonight to receive these words? This is no time to be lazy. This is no time to be aloof or or disconnected or sitting around getting spiritually fat, watching all of our favorite trilogies or our favorite movies or ordering Netflix. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's like... It's like right now you see many people going on vacation or basically doing a spring break indoors. I want to tell you, that's not what this hour requires. Our Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, he said, folks, the party's over. You need to go home. And may the church here tonight that the party is over. We need not to be lazy. We need to maximize this hour in our living rooms before the Lord Seeking his very face. Seeking the Lord in quiet in this hour for prayer. To press in and seek a greater anointing. And to seek a greater authority and a greater vision for our lives for the church in this hour. America needs the church right now to seek the face of God. Our beloved nation is calling on the church right now. This is a time to be very sober. This is a time to be very alert and to be inquiring of the Lord what is really going on. I believe the coronavirus is very real. But I, be- I also believe there is something else that is going on. That the coronavirus is literally a mask for something that is going on. We are in the middle of a very sa- satanic onslaught and plan to be sieged and overtaken. But I am here to declare it will not be so. In the name of Jesus, I am here to declare victory and triumph over every scheme and every plan of the wicked one in Jesus' name. This is time for us to seize our hour. The church must seize her hour now bold and courageously in prayer with the Lord. It was Leonard Ravenhill that said these mighty words, that the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. I want you to hear that again. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. God is looking for us right now, his sons and daughter, his daughters, his church, to arise in faith Now, not to cower down in fear, not to cower down in passivity, no fear, ladies and gentlemen. We need to be rebuking fear, binding fear up, renouncing all of our allegiance, breaking all of our allegiance to the spirit and the powers of fear itself in Jesus' name. Come on, are you with me? Hallelujah. William Penn said these words. One of our founding fathers, as they were founding the colonies throughout America for Pennsylvania, he said, If we are not governed by God, then we will be ruled by tyrants. I want you to hear those words again. If we are not governed by God, we will be ruled by tyrants. This is time for the church to define this moment. I want that to sink in tonight. We need to define this moment. We should not cower down. Again, we should not get lazy, be aloof, so disconnected from reality. And I'll tell you what, we see a lot of people so disconnected with their head in the sand. But the true church that Jesus is building, the gates of hell, shall not prevail against them in Jesus' name. Come on. Shout to the Lord. I've said this many times throughout the beginning of this year. You and I are being invited. We are being summoned by the Holy Spirit to share in the lion's share. The lion's share, which is the spoils of victory. God is summoning his sons and daughters to reap the spoil of this hour. In 2 Chronicles 16, 9, it says this it says that the eyes of the Lord, they literally roam to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking whose hearts are loyal unto him, that he may show himself strong or mighty through their behalf. So mighty. The eyes of the Lord, they roam the earth to and fro, looking for hearts looking for sons and daughters whose hearts are loyal unto him, his faithful ones, his remnant ones, so that he may show himself strong and mighty on their behalf. My God, that is good news. My God, that is good news. Jesus released this commission to us. It's powerful. He went about in the cities and the villages, and he was teaching in the synagogues. And I want you to see that he was healing every sickness and every disease among the people. This is the gospel of the kingdom. This was the grand commission. But when he looked at the masses, he was moved with compassion. He saw them weary. He saw them scattered as sheep that do not have a shepherd. Oh God, would you raise up shepherds in this hour after your own heart? That word of the Lord from the prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah 3.15, he says, I will raise up shepherds after my own heart, and they will feed my people with knowledge and understanding. The good shepherds saw the masses, the masses of humanity that we see even now throughout the earth. My heart has been so moved. My heart has been so wrenched as I look at the masses of people throughout the nations that need desperately hope in this hour. And they need shepherds pointing them to the good shepherd, to the very face of the Lord Jesus Christ, Savior, Healer, Deliverer. He said they were like sheep that didn't have a shepherd. But this was the prayer that came up out of Jesus. Listen to how he looked at it. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers, the laborers are few. Therefore, the Lord of the harvest, he said, pray this way, that he would send out laborers. Send out. Say that tonight. Send out. I remember in April of 2014, at that time our family was living in Dallas, Texas, and we were Serving at Christ for the Nations Institute. We had Lou Engle come in for that weekend. I'll never forget it. It was such a powerful time. But I remember Lou sharing out of these very scriptures here. And he did a study on the word send out. And in the Greek, it's that word ekbello. And the word ekbello literally means to cast out or to thrust by force into. It puts a whole new level of revelation for us that the Lord... Wants to literally, as we pray, as we come into agreement with his prayer, as we look upon the earth, as we look upon the nations of the world, that our prayer would be, oh God, send forth the laborers, take hold of the laborers and thrust them out into the nations of the earth. Thrust them out into our neighborhoods. Thrust them out into the education mountain. Thrust them out into the government mountain. That it would be our prayer. Our prayer. Make it your prayer tonight in your home. God, may I be your laborer. Use me, God. Send me with an anointing and a power and a focus to win souls, to harvest the lost. Can I say with urgency tonight here, Victory, Victory family, and those of you that are with us tonight, can I say with urgency... There has never been a greater time in our lives that the world must see the power of Jesus revealed through his sons and daughters. We are in an urgent hour. We are in a critical, urgent hour. And the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized now by the church in this lifetime of the opportunity that we would seek God in prayer for a greater anointing, a greater authority, a greater power from on high, a greater baptism of fire to go forth in boldness and courage and proclaim the good news with life and with love. Come on, shout amen. Come on, come on. (laughs) Yes, Lord. It's no accident that we have just finished our Power to Heal class here at Victory. It's no accident that we've been being equipped and trained to be sent out, not only to preach the good news of salvation, but as Jesus sent us out to heal the sick, cleanse those who are sick of every form of disease, of every cruelty that the enemy places upon us. Chapter 10, verse 1, once again, he says, when he called the 12 to him, he gave them power. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all, all kinds of sickness and disease. See, we had the best, we've got the best teacher and leader and authority When. The book of Acts was written, it says in Acts 10.38, when, when Luke began to describe Jesus, when the apostle Luke scribed those words, he said how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all, say it tonight, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him, I say to you tonight, God is is with us. God is with us, church. He's with us in this hour. Jesus went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. This is our divine commission. For God was with him. These are the words of King David. You can find them in Psalm 107 tonight as you're turning there. Psalm 107. Thank you, Jesus. David writes these powerful words in verse 19. He said, then I cried out to the Lord. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distress. <laughs> he sent forth his word and he healed them. And delivered them from their destructions. Read it again. And then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses. Hallelujah. He sent forth his word. And he healed them. Who is that? Are you, are you hearing that tonight? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. God manifested his grace and his love through flesh. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He sent forth his word and save them out of their distress. Christ in you now, the hope of glory. This anointing that Jesus said is upon him, is upon you as a daughter. It's upon you. It's upon you as a son. The same anointing to break captives loose out of their chains and out of their prisons. To heal broken hearts. Are you hearing me tonight? Are you with me tonight? I can't hear you shouting from your room out there. I can't hear you in the living room. Are you shouting with me tonight? (laughs) The harvest demands laborers. Say it. The harvest demands laborers in the field for the souls of men. It demands that we believe. This prayer that Jesus said, pray that That the Father would send forth or ecbello or cast out or thrust forth. It demands mighty faith that we go forth and we heal the sick. Do you understand this is our greatest hour? That we're not just going to go and preach just the good news of salvation. But we're going to go forth and preach that Jesus can heal and Jesus can deliver. Are you with me tonight? This is where we're going. The world desperately needs this power to be released through our lives as we speak the word of faith, as we lay hands upon in faith, as we speak and use the name of Jesus, the bride of Christ worldwide is about to see the power of the name of Jesus on full display. Glory to God. Two weeks ago we were sharing about John G. Lake. You'll remember the story. John G. Lake in the early 1900s went to South Africa during the bubonic plague where literally millions would eventually be killed by this horrific plague and disease. John G. Lake was possessed with a revelation sent to South Africa, sold all that he had, him and his wife and his family. And he made that strong boast in the Lord and he said, he told the medical scientists there in South Africa, he said, you take that bubonic plague, you take those cells And you place them on my hand and within moments they will wither and die. And that's exactly what happened. It's a fact. It really happened. This is not Peter Pan. It's not a fairy tale. It really happened. They put that plague, they put that virus on John G. Lake's hands. And within moments of it touching his skin, it withered and died. They asked him, how can this be? They were in such shock, stunned. And he had a revelation for them, and it's a revelation to the world. And it's Romans chapter 8 and verse 2 tonight. John G. Lake said, the reason that these cells died in my hands, he said, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. We must apply the promise of the blood of Jesus. You've got to apply the blood of the Lamb. You've got to apply the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It's the blood of God's Passover Lamb that is applied to our lives, applied to our family, applied to our nation, applied to the nations of the earth. It's through the blood. Say it. It's through the blood. Say it out there. It's through the blood. It's through the blood, ladies and gentlemen, we are saved. It's through the blood of Jesus that we are forgiven, that we are cleansed. It is through the blood of Jesus we are healed and delivered. It is through the blood of Jesus we are restored. We are justified. We are purified. We are glorified. We are redeemed in Christ. The power is in the blood. We've got to remember to apply the blood of God's Passover lamb over our lives in this hour, and we are moving into that Passover season, and it needs to become a living, breathing, stronger revelation that we apply the blood of Jesus now, the Lord of transformation, not only over us as individuals, but over us as nations and over cities. Can you say amen tonight? The Psalm of Moses, we've looked to it in the last several weeks. The Psalm of Moses, Psalm 91, and I'm reading out of verses 9 and 11. The promise still holds true tonight. The promises of God are true. When you make a promise, you create hope. But when you keep a promise, you create trust. I want to say that again. When you make a promise, you create hope. But when you keep a promise, you create trust. And that is why Jesus' name is called Faithful and True. God keeps His promises. Yes. Psalm 91, and Moses would scribe these words for all generations, and I'm so glad that he did. Aren't you? (laughs) He says, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge... Even the most high, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. The word of the Lord is true. Say it with me tonight. No evil shall befall you. Declare it tonight. No evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. I'm telling you, you got to get radical about this. you got to let the lion of the tribe of Judah in you. you got to let the lioness that's inside you, mothers, that the enemy's not going to touch your blessed children. Amen. He's not going to touch your household. Are you hearing me tonight? He's not going to touch your household. In the name of Jesus. No plague shall come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you. To keep you in all your ways. I want to be clear tonight. God is not schizophrenic ladies and gentlemen. Let's not demean the very character and the very nature of God. God did not send this plague and virus. Are you hearing me tonight? It was engineered by wicked and evil people. Yes, you heard it. Who partnered, who partnered with demonic spirits to bring about a plot of evil to this earth. And I want to tell you what I have felt in the last several weeks. I have felt in prayer in the secret place of a burning anger against those who have partnered with demonic powers and demonic spirits to unleash this plan on the nations of the earth. It will not prevail. It will not prevail. Here at Victory, I want to encourage you to join us in declaring this. We are declaring swift justice and swift judgment to men and women who partner with these spirits To loose this plot on the earth, and that God will expose their wicked schemes openly in the name of Jesus. Righteousness and justice are the very foundation of the throne of God. And those wicked ones that have partnered with these spirits, may they be held accountable. It's amazing, you know, tonight is the 21st, it was two months ago to tonight. Two months ago tonight, I had a very unusual vision from the Lord. It wasn't a dream. It was a vision. I saw a particular politician. I will not say this individual's name live tonight. But I had in this vision, I saw this particular politician in a very dark place. And they were hidden behind a very thick, black, dark curtain. And I looked back behind the curtain, and this individual was... In an an incantation, in a a stirring of a a witch movement, this individual was actually speaking in a demonic tongue, and they they were enchanting the power of a principality to rule over our nation, and I watched what they were doing. I watched, actually, her fingers begin to take hold and twist these knobs As she was moving in this level of witchcraft and a a demonic tongue to take a frequency over the hearts and minds of people in fear in our nation and to lose fear and spawn fear in the nations. I saw it. And I pulled back that curtain and I said her name. I'm not going to say that name live tonight. But I said, I see you. And she turned and she shrieked in fear shrieked in fear. I said, I see you. And I took hold of that curtain and I tore it down. And the light of God burst through that place and she was no more. I'm telling you folks, the masquerade, you hear this tonight. The masquerade and the theater that is being pulled upon the minds of men right now in the nations of the earth. If we will pray, if we will pray, if we will fast, if we will seek the face of God, God will pull back the curtain and expose the vile evil that is being unleashed upon this nation that we can take authority over it and see God bring swift justice and judgment to it. Hallelujah. I know it's bold. That's right. It's time to be bold. It's time to ask big. It's time for the body of Christ to reign in the earth. It's time for the sons and daughters of God to be made manifest. To set things in order. To speak to those mountains to be removed. I'm going to go back to Hebrews chapter 12 tonight. And I'm going to read out of the message translation The message translation. Because there is a shaking of wicked kingdoms that is going on. Are you hearing this, folks? Are you really hearing this? There is a shaking of wicked kingdoms going on. We are in a very epic clash of kingdoms tonight. But Paul writes, and I'm reading out of the message translation. He says, do you see what we've got? We've got an unshakable kingdom. I want everyone in here to say that tonight and and watching. We have an unshakable kingdom. We have an unshakable kingdom. Do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship and deeply reverent before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander. Oh, I love that. God is not an indifferent bystander. No, he's actively cleaning house. He's torching all that needs to burn, and he will not quit until it's all cleansed, for God himself is fire. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, I say, let your fire burn and torch and cleanse all that needs to be burned. God, shake the evil dominions and kingdoms of this world to reveal the power of your unshakable kingdom and the glory of your son, the very king himself, the very lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world, the victorious, triumphant lion of Judah. Hallelujah. The mighty prophet of Israel, his name is Isaiah. He's one of our mentors, amen. He's still mentoring us here at Victory. He's still mentoring us throughout the nations of the earth. This may be a very familiar passage of scripture, but we need to look at it once again tonight. Isaiah chapter 60. The prophet Isaiah, the mighty prophet, the mighty lion of God. He says, arise and shine. Arise and shine. Church, arise, shine. Shine. Shine, church. Do not cower back. Do not be motivated by fear. Renounce all fear. Break every alliance with fear. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory, say it, the glory Glory. of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, deep darkness upon the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Everybody see that? His glory will be seen upon you. Your glory, the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The Lord's going to arise over you, and the glory's going to be seen upon you. I want to tell you that the glory looks like something. Say it tonight. The glory looks like something. The glory always has, I'm not talking about clouds. I'm not talking about feathers. I'm not talking about gold dust. And I've seen all of that to the glory of God. What I'm talking about is what God's glory looks like in the face of men and women. And it is peace being revealed in the midst of a global storm. When the peace of God is resting on God's people, it is a manifestation of glory. The glory always has to look like something, Cody. It will look like peace in this hour reigning on sons and daughters of God who cannot be manipulated, who cannot be dominated, who cannot be controlled, but are walking in authority and power and love with signs and wonders following them with healing and miracles. Go ahead and give the Lord a chance. I'm going to stop and do it. Oh! Lift up your eyes all around and see. They'll gather together. And they'll come to you. Sons shall come to you from afar. And your daughter shall be nursed at your side. And you shall see. And you shall become radiant. And your heart will swell with joy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, we're going to come up out of this. We're going to come up out of this victorious and triumphant on the other side. And I'm believing that when the church arises, they will arise with authority and power. And they will have that burning in their belly with tears in their eyes. And a burning in their belly from the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is going to take the church and bellow them. He's going to cast them out. To be laborers in the harvest field, in Jesus' name. Oh, he said, Peter, I've got a greater plan for you. Peter, something beyond anything you've ever dreamed or imagined, from now on, you're not going to be catching fish. You're going to be catching men, the souls of men. How epic of a commission. Can you imagine Peter standing there on the Sea of Galilee, and I've been there. Him saying, no, I've got a new assignment for you. I've got a greater assignment for you. From here on out, you're going to catch men. I'm telling you what, we haven't done God any favor by hiding in our churches all these years. Acting like we're doing God some favor, showing up the church. Every once in a while, giving an offering, giving a tithe, like we're doing God a big favor. I'm telling you what God's gonna do in these last days. He's going to bellow his church out of the buildings and into the harvest fields of winners of souls, deliverers of souls, healer of souls. Woo! My God, I can't hear you shouting in that house tonight. <laughs> I declare peace tonight. I declare peace to minds. I declare peace in your spirit tonight, my God church, that we would be anxious for nothing. That we would be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving unto God. We would let our requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, it's the glory that looks like peace. It will transcend all understanding. And it will guard your heart, touch your heart. It will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Oh, Philip, I'm thinking of you right now as I touched my heart as God watched over your heart and raised you up as I stood with you in the ER just two nights ago. Oh, the Lord is guarding you and Susie's heart. The peace of God, my brother, my sister, is guarding your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. God is so good. God is so good. Paul goes on. He goes, set your mind on whatever is true, what's just, what's noble, what's right, what's pure, what's lovely. You set your mind there. You set your mind there. Romans chapter 8, if you'll go there. I'm rounding the bases right now. I'm running for third. I will slide home. It will be grand. I will slide home. Head first, Pastor Gene, if you will. You knew that was coming. My helmet's coming off. I'm sliding in head first. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul, he writes, chapter 8 and verse 6, he said, For those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, watch this, but to be spiritually minded, It yields forth life and, say it, peace. If we would set our minds, set our minds on the things of the Spirit in this hour, if we would pull away from everything as we're in the very privacy and sacred space of our homes, once again, that we would not be a lazy, casual people just watching a bunch of movies or catching up on Netflix, no, that we would open our Bibles and spend quality time with our Father and say, Father, give me a new baptism of the Holy Spirit and with fire that you would bellow me out, cast me out into the fields that are ripe for harvest. If you set your mind on spiritual things, you'll have life and peace. You'll have life and peace. You want peace in this hour, set your mind on the things of the Spirit. Colossians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul writes again. He says, let the peace of God rule your heart. Let the peace of God rule or umpire your heart. Let it rule your heart. We're going to rise up strong out of this church. Are you with me? You mighty eight. (laughs) You mighty eight. I've got less than Gideon tonight, but I think we can do this. It's doable. Just say it. It's doable. It's doable. I want to pray some prayers tonight. I want to pray them strong. I just want you, those of you that are here, just to put your hands out before you and those that are in your homes tonight. Put your hands out in front of you. Cody, you good? Don't put your hands out in front of you. Keep them on the keys. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. One of our prayers tonight that I want to declare over you as we were in a time of prayer before this service was launched online tonight was that the Holy Spirit would fill up our lampstands with fresh oil for every life. So I want to declare it tonight, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fill our lives with fresh oil tonight. For every lampstand, for every candlestand represented before you. Father, we come having boldness and access before your throne. Holy Spirit, fill us with fresh oil to burn, to burn in this midnight hour. Fresh oil from the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Lord, we declare tonight fresh fire upon every home gathering tonight. The fire of your holiness, Lord, and the fire of consecration. Lord, that you would pull us close. That you would, Father, that you would speak to us intimately as sons and daughters. And you would fill us with burning courage. Burning courage and boldness and power in this hour. I pray fire upon us. I pray a new authority. A greater anointing. A greater vision. A greater revelation of the glory of the Lord upon the church in this hour. Father, tonight we want to declare healing to the beloved United States of America. From sea to shining sea, in Jesus' name, healing power from Jesus be released. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at VictoryFLA.com.